0: Welcome to the Chasing Ebenezer Show. This is a show where we talk about stuff, play you some music, and encourage you to be creative. This season, we are exploring the art of being human. We want to say thank you to our patrons who support us each month. If you want to know more about that, visit us on patreon.com backslash chasing Ebenezer. For more information about our musical endeavors, Visit ChasingEbenezer.com. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Chasing Ebenezer show. This is episode... 51. 51, which means we have one more of season three. When did we start season three? A
1: very long time yeah. ago. I don't even know. It was meant to be one year, and we just... We bit off more than we could chew, and something like in most the world, creatives in the do. Life, world happens. So just, but we really wanted to get to fifty-two, and the reason is this: it's because we've had journaling worksheets that go along the whole time. So my the goal is to put that all into a workbook, so it's like a year of creativity. So it just <laughs> it took a little more than a year to get fifty-two. That's okay. It, you know what it's part you know what part of being human yeah. is biting off more than you can chew. It's
0: true, <laughs> it's true, and we want to say thank you to our patrons who have been on this journey with us for uh, three seasons now. Run. Yeah, we started yeah, in 2019 19. on Patreon. Yep. So
1: thank you. Some of you have done the whole time. Some of you have done bits here and there. Some of you have. You, you, However long it is, we're just grateful that you would consider supporting us because you don't have to.
0: Yeah, we're very grateful for that. And I I forgot to introduce us, in case you didn't know, and you're just watching for the first time. I'm Benjamin, and this is Heidi. Okay, we did that. So, Heidi, what are you excited about?
1: I got to play pickleball today.
0: Oh, I have never played
1: pickleball, and I am so looking forward to it. My friend Terry, she loves pickleball, and I am... Ready to be terrible at it, but I am super excited.
0: And, and my plan, because we talked about limitations in our last episode, I know that today I'm not going to have enough energy to play pickleball. But
1: then you're I then, want then, then 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 you're not invited today.
0: I know I'm un, I'm not invited. So when you go though, I want to know how it is because if you enjoy it. I'll probably want to jump in on it. I've heard good things about it. Like I have friends who really, really like pickleball. I
1: think Singing in the Rain is one of the greatest movies of all time, and you and
0: I wouldn't go go that far with that movie. That's all. I just wouldn't go that far. Just because
1: I enjoy something doesn't mean you're going to enjoy it too. True. I think you'll enjoy pickleball.
0: That's kind of the sense I have. I I have a really, I have a really good friend that lives in Maryland who likes to play, and so
1: it's, it's the, it's quite the rage. So I'm, I'm excited about that.
0: Cool, I am excited. What am I excited about? I'm excited about St. Patrick's Day. Oh, I'm excited about St. Patrick's Day. We've got, we'll announce the shows later, but we've got a some shows. We've got a, a lot ton. of shows coming up, and a uh, couple of them with the full band. And I'm really excited about that. I, I, I've gotten to to the place where I really love St. Patrick's Day, and it's not because of green. Uh, it's not because of beer necessarily it's just i I think there's just a general energy of excitement that's there and our music translates well yeah yeah so i don't have to modify things that much yeah yeah. so i'm excited about that
1: hey me too i should practice some fiddle songs you
0: should because it should write some fiddle songs
1: yes i should (laughs) yeah um okay so how have you been experiencing your humanity
0: um, okay, yeah, I haven't been sleeping super great past couple, well, months.
1: Oh, I wonder why this um, could be. Because
0: our, our sweet kittens, who are growing. Oh, they are gotten so big. They've gotten huge, but they're still kittens, and they are, they, if we are out in public, it is a public service to you, because if, if I had my... Rathers, I would stay inside with my cats all the time. So
1: you just insulted all of humanity No, out there. no, that's not what I and meant. And said that what a gift your presence is to the world.
0: That's is that under, what you intended to that's say? That's not what I intended to say.
1: Oh, okay. What did you intend to say? What I
0: intended to say was, our cats are so cute, it's made it hard for me to go out in public. Oh, there you go. There it's you go. It's a sacrifice. That's a
1: lesson. Uh...
0: That's what I meant. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. <laughs> that's okay. So, uh, I... all, all that, all that, all <laughs> of Follow that. Follow
1: Maestro and Raffi Purr on Instagram. Yes, and you can understand why Ben is having a hard time leaving the house.
0: Yes. <laughs> but the other side about having cats is that they have a different sleep schedule than I do. And they have woken me up around 2 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, and 5. And they take turns.
1: Sounds good to me. I like getting up early. But
0: my problem, and this might be more information than you want, but when I wake up and I'm jolted awake, (laughs) I just start to sweat like (laughs) crazy. (laughs) And there is is nothing worse to me than being sweaty while you try to sleep. (laughs) I just don't like it. It is not a thing that I enjoy. So that is how I've been experiencing my humanity. Well, there you go. What about you?
2: Uh,
1: uh I, di- I didn't come prepared with an answer. That's okay. Not being prepared is how I've experienced my humanity. Okay. Learning. Well, we'll
0: just, we'll just say that's, that. That's
1: the true answer. We're not yeah. always prepared.
0: Nope. Nope, often we're not prepared.
1: Oh, and I realize how much I like to be warm more than ever um, because we lost power for not – comparatively compared to so many people who had days without power, 15 hours. So we went to bed without power, and it's like, oh, my gosh. It was gosh. Like 48
0: degrees in the house. That was
1: pretty pretty cold. And so I also have felt grateful, though, to, to have a home to sleep in because even if the heat's not on, it's not as cold as it was outside. So yeah, just grateful, really grateful for a, a home. Yeah. So there you go. I came up with multiple. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about a like topic known as death.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I want to we want to give yes. a disclaimer well, in the beginning. It's a serious topic. It's a serious topic. It could be a topic that might be painful
1: or triggering. Or
0: triggering so, and so we're we're just putting that disclaimer out there. We're going to be talking about it. It is a part of life, but if you're not emotionally in a place to be able to Yeah. We want to be that, sensitive. We invite you just to skip this one. It's totally okay. We understand. So here we go. So death is a reality that we all, we, we all face, and we probably spend a lot of time trying not to think about. So we are going to think about it in this episode. And I thought I'd just ask the question, what is your earliest memory in encountering death?
1: Well, I the the ma- the main one that comes to mind and it's possible there's earlier memory um but really it was when I was uh, pretty young my dad's best friend killed himself mm. and I had never fathomed that I didn't know what to do with that because I knew about dying and I think some Generally some older people, I think, in our church had had passed away. Right. But that someone would choose to die, I didn't my brain couldn't figure out what to do with that either. So that was kind of a super intense um situation. So um yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think my earliest memory, and I don't remember having a whole lot of emotion with this one, was my great grandmother who was who Mm -hmm. was who was very, you know, who was in her 90s. Yeah, yeah. You know, she passed away and I didn't have a bond with her yeah, right. to the degree that I did with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he died, it was awful. Yeah. Uh, so I remember that as a kid. But I, the, the first time I remember feeling death was when our dog Snookums. The dog's name was Snookums or Snookies. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they. Um. She was sick and so my dad took her to be put down and you know as a kid I I remember thinking being curious about death like oh she's gonna this is a new event I don't know what this is going to be like so I wasn't dreading it but it was like oh this was a change and so when my dad got home though and the reality set in that she wasn't coming home yeah I remember crying and and the thing that the most touching thing I remember I'm sure one of us was going to cry during this episode I remember my dad crying with me and that helped quite a bit so
1: well i guess i did wasn't thinking about pets so we did have a pet maybe died before that so yeah but yeah yeah
0: yeah um so now fast forward to being an adult Mm. what is what is your one what is your relationship with death encountering death i i know that's a big question yeah
1: oh yeah well i think I think that the first true, I mean, I've had people I love pass away. But then when my mom died in 2020, it was like, I don't know how I can function. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Am I going to be able to function? How can I live in a world where she is not alive? It was just like, so it, I mean, it's taken years of therapy and, and the way it was so traumatic, you know, being locked out during COVID of the hospital. So there's so many layers to it as well. And so that death. Has forever changed us and things will never go back to normal uh, in drastic ways. And so learning to live with that over the years. Um, but then I'm, but it's weird because there's then also the sense of joy that she is no longer in pain because right. she was not a well person in general. So it's as time has passed the the overwhelming sense of oh my body is just aching mm-hmm. it'll always be there but I'm so relieved for her so it it's kind of like the joy and the hope is 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 starting to balance out sure and so it's so complicated it it is it's so, so complicated. complicated
0: it is so co- so yeah what I'm hearing is like that you know obviously that immobilized you in a lot of ways
1: it. I, 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 blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> well, you were witness to all I the trauma, there. so yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah, it
0: was rough. That yes, was rough. absolutely. And I think, like, because I remember my the most significant death, you know, other than your mom, um, was uh, was my grandfather when he died when I was seventeen. Now, I now I was old enough then to know, you know, right, to You're to not have like made, five. Sure, sure. Because I, I mean, I think that's the other piece too. As a kid. You might bond, but then time and bonding makes it so much more worse because it, it, it solidifies that. And I'd become really close to him. Um, but the aftermath of his death, I think I was kind of shielded from because I wasn't responsible for his estate. I wasn't right, responsible right, yeah, for, sure. you know, and he, he he had lost his my grandmother five years before. So he was the last one. So I feel like with this one, it was more of like. We're the adults now. Oh yeah, you know, and sucks. having and having right. to kind of deal with the nitty gritty, making you know, walking with your dad through like picking all, all of it. Yeah, all of it. it's it's very all bizarre. Yeah, especially
1: when it's not um, anticipated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the there's the emotional side, but then like the reality of cleaning up after a life.
0: Oh my like, gosh, you, you don't it's realize so till
1: you're responsible. Oh yeah. yeah, and we're still. I mean, we're still you find things you're still doing things that takes forever it seems like to to help a, close down a person's life but not their memory. So, we and we're actually going to talk about legacy for our last episode. Yeah. So, um yeah, I think that one of the helpful things has been the concept of the Swedish um wait, am I going to say it wrong? The Swedish art the of, Swedish? The
2: Swedish. <laughs> There is
1: only coffee in here. There's nothing more. The Swedish... Oh, man, now
0: I'm... (laughs) I know the last part is the art of Swedish death cleaning or something like that. Yes,
1: the art of Swedish death cleaning. The concept was so helpful, like watching the show, um, the show's perspective on death, that there's so many things that weigh us down and cause emotional death now. Mm -hmm. And so that the Swedish... People talk about death yeah. as a normal part of life, as preparing way earlier. Because in in American Western culture, we don't talk about death. We don't but like talk it's never it going to happen. Versus like, hey, I am absolutely going to die one day. How can I live to die and well? And so we've been, you know, trying to talk about things now so that. It's not like 20, 30 years from now. <laughs> right. And I
0: think it's part of that is there's there's several reasons, but two of them, I think it's because we've both encountered, it's been a frequent thing. Like we're losing people that we love. Yeah. Because you know? like,
1: as you age, then you start losing happens. more and more people, which you know, that sucks. That's a sucky and depend- part of life. And depending
0: on how close you are, you know, yeah. like I know with, with your mom and then with one of my close, our close friends who right. we lost to suicide um, and then the aftermath of that you know, it's very you're 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 putting yourself in that person's shoes and that family's shoes and thinking in terms of what am I leaving? What what do, you know, what is that going to look like? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but I think the more that we talk about death, it becomes more comfortable. Doesn't mean treating it flippantly or anything like that, but it becomes more natural. Um Growing up, the most visceral grieving experience was my friend. When I was a teenager, I lived in Romania, and their dad died. And when he passed away, the the village, we his body was open air mm. on a cart, and we walked through the streets. And behind it, there was so much... Um, demonstrative grief and then we threw dirt on it and it was such a way to grieve because death without grieving or being able to do it with people that is what makes so much of it 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 can compound things so witnessing this open display of grief at the loss of this person they loved that was so impactful yeah. and so the more and more that we let people grieve and t- make death not this taboo topic it's easier to do and yeah. and then it, it helps with um minimizing some of the the ripple effects sure um doesn't negate <laughs> doesn't sure. negate the grief but doesn't it helps, so, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: We've kind of established that, you know, our culture doesn't talk about death so much. So why why do you think that that is, that, that we have such a hard time talking about it?
1: I don't know. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's uncomfortable. Uh... J- I don't know. It wasn't modeled to us. Right. Um, I think it's the same reason that we avoid hospitals and sometimes, unfortunately, seniors, because it reminds us of our own mortality. Sure. I mean, that's something I've heard before, that there's this tendency. So it's – we just we, – we want to believe that we're going to not die mm-hmm. and just generation, generationally, culturally, I mean, it's not modeled to us. Right. Um, so I don't know, I don't know all the reasons, but what do you, well, a
0: a few thoughts. One, I think one of the reasons why it's hard is because our culture entertainment wise, we value youth. Youth is like exalted and and that's not, I think it, it, well, it is wrong. I think it's (laughs) out of balance. It's out of balance. That's why, you know, when you watch. Uh, all these commercials. It's like here's how you can make yourself look like you're not aging. All of it is like a denial of death and yeah, a denial yeah. of mortality and eternal youth. We long for that, we um, do. And we almost we almost have the reverse effect. Like in other cultures, and, I, and this isn't me. This is stuff we've heard said. The older generation was seen as the wise, the sages. The, the there there was more of an integration there. And in our culture, it's not. So it's almost, it, it, there's a whole lot of denial that goes on with that.
1: Yeah, to- totally. So I mean, I think there's so many reasons, but yeah.
0: And a lot of times we're busy trying to live. We don't want to think about preparing to die.
1: Right. Exactly. It's not.
0: It's not. A, it's not a thing. Uh, I did a. I did a rites of passage in 2019, and I remember going out in the woods, me given, um, being told I was going to die. That was that was That a thing. Sounds like that a, a good thing. afternoon. And because I don't want to say too much about what happens with that in case anybody goes on. Oh, you, yeah, need, yeah. you need to be surprised. Um, <laughs> but that was like it was like, OK, have I really reckoned with the fact yeah. that I'm going to die, that you're going to die? Because the way you and I do this is we think about we think about it in terms of, oh, we're just going to die together. We're praying that that's going to happen. We're going to trust that that's going to happen. And while I would it, gang, like that to happen, there,
1: it's it's the odds are so. One of us is going to go yeah, first. It is, yeah. And, and so I feel like we're finally like, like, no, let's not live in magical thinking land. Yep. That one of us is going to die first, and that's going to be hard for whoever. Whoever doesn't win that lottery ticket.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, so, yeah. And it can be really easy to go to the other extreme at that point. Sure, and just to be totally on.
1: paralyzed and so afraid of death. And, and that's not what we want to do. You want, you, we want to normalize talking about death. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really helpful because a few weeks before, I think it was a few weeks before my mom died. It was during lockdown. We had just watched Stephen Jenkins. Uh,
2: Jenkinson,
0: I think his name is.
1: Oh, well, I was close. You were close. I just didn't get all the way there.
0: I I think – I'm trying to remember what the documentary was called. Oh, shoot.
1: I'm totally blanking on what the documentary was called. Um, But he was talking to a group of people who follow Jesus like we do and pointing out, though, that many people who follow Jesus actually don't talk about death. But yet Jesus himself, he talked about death all the time. Mm. So that was a helpful, like, thing to already have – really thought through before my mom died. It was like a gift from heaven that I was kind of already thinking about right. it with COVID and all that. And, um, but yeah, like not being afraid to talk about it actually gives you more freedom than if you don't talk about it and then it just sneaks mm-hmm. up and, and, and catches you by surprise. Right. So Right.
0: Yeah. That's good. So let me transition this a little bit Let's do it. because we are talking about art here as well and creativity. Oh, yeah. So, how does death connect to creativity?
1: Oh, goodness gracious. I love me some John Steinbeck. There's so much death in there. Edgar
0: Allan Poe. But there's
1: just, as long as just usually just one little glimmer of hope or one nugget that it's attempting to teach you because death is a teacher.
2: Mm-hmm. And so yeah.
1: It, it, yeah, I, it's so human. And um, so, yeah, I love. Ah! The Walking Dead. Oh my goodness gracious. And the new
0: one, the new one's coming out next month with Rick. If
1: Just, you don't know sorry. what that means.
0: Don't worry about it. That was a side conversation. <laughs> Okay, so
1: yes. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it's just, uh, it's not like I like death, but I like acknowledgement of our humanity and our mortality, Mm -hmm. because it's it's true. So, that doesn't mean we, but I also don't like glorification of, like, death and murder, which The Walking Dead, I don't, I mean, I didn't watch it for a really long time, and then I stopped watching it for a while, so, you know, it's. You got to know yourself too yeah. and like what what bothers you. So not glorifying blood and guts. That that's not what we want to do here. But I think that it's a part of our journey is is death has happened and it will happen. But there's always hope there. Mhm. Yeah, there's always a glimmer of hope.
0: Right. Well, and as creators, are we creating with our with our own death in mind? I mean, because yeah, yeah ways that, that can play out. And, and and it's not like an invitation to go live your best life now. That's 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 not what I mean. But sometimes we hold back thinking we have all the time in the world oh, with yeah. art. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, sure. And sure. so we we always wait and always have a reason to not be ready to create. And so recognizing that you're gonna die and you actually you have a very limited amount of control over when that happens um should inspire us to live now.
1: Create from our guts. I think that's why that guts, scene yes. in, Walk, in Walk the Line, that scene where Joaquin Phoenix is playing Johnny Cash, and he's just doing music, doing his music, and then he's basically basically, put your money where your mouth is, and what's the last I, some, You yeah. well, can YouTube that clip. You know, he's singing like the song. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, as a songwriter,
0: <laughs> and as a person who does music in church, uh, I, that, that was like like I almost get emotional hearing about that that scene because it's like he was singing what he felt like he was supposed to sing. And it was a gospel song. And then, like, when he sang what he actually meant, that almost felt more holy to me, <laughs> even though it was a song about murder,
1: <laughs> so you know it's it this yeah, it's 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 this it's a strange, strange uh, world of art, but mm. um yeah, when we put sing when we create with our guts, yeah. Because, yeah, I appreciate that we don't know how much time we're going to have. So don't hold back for the right moment yeah. out of fear or intimidation or whatever. I'm saying this to myself, sure. too. So um, we, wanna, we, we want to see your guts, even though it's messy. and
0: <laughs> Show us your guts. Show yeah. us
1: your guts. Show us your guts.
0: Well, and just kind of thinking, like, what we're invited to in, in talking about death. I mean, we can get to prompts here in a minute. But it's almost like there's a two two sided thing in dealing with this subject. One, it's when we experience death, it does have a tendency to narrow and focus what's important. Yeah, it, it does. absolutely does. It strips does.
1: away what, yeah, all
0: the BS is gone, and you're right there. But at the same time, there's that we need to be invited to fully feel that, to fully grieve it, to fully own it. And then the other side of it is we need to be preparing f- for our own death as well, like grieving who we've lost. And preparing that we're going to be one of the people that dies so yeah yeah, yeah. so what are some creative prompts for this subject? <laughs>
1: yeah no i think there's so many well yeah i just listened to east of eden oh it's just it's just as good as the first time i read it oh yeah um well at the end of the day hope you know I truly believe I mean Jesus said it that he's the way the truth and the life yep. and there's eternal life after this version of ourselves passes and I be- and I truly believe that and so you may or may not be someone who 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 believes uh believes that but if you but you never have I just invite you to read uh the stories of Jesus and especially his death and his resurrection and the things he had to say about it just read it and see what mm-hmm. pops out to you what you agree with what you disagree with mm-hmm. um but if you've never taken the time to read uh it, if you need some help finding finding which cuz you know it's a big <laughs> it's a big Hawkins book but you it's you can hon- you know it is it's a big book um but yeah. there's specific stories that deal with that and art there's so many beautiful art um maybe go visit a chapel or a monastery where you see the images of the crucifixion and um just appreciate the the brutality and yet the hope mm. um so those are a couple i had in mind
0: uh here's one that just popped in my head write your own eulogy
1: oh <laughs> write
0: your own eulogy <laughs> how would you want to be remembered mm. and does how you're living now currently reflect that? That's uh, yeah, that, that's hard, but I, you know, yeah. Challenge you to do that. <laughs> so anyway, we know this is a, this is a, did you have anything else to say?
1: Oh no, I was just going to like s- your song. Okay. Uh,
0: that's so what you mean yeah. That, yeah your so song. we, we, we've been talking, this is, this is a heavy topic and we could talk more about it. And we of course did not do it justice, but, Hopefully this starts a conversation for you. So the song that we're going to do is the last song off of our first album. The
1: last song of our first album.
0: Last song of our first album called (laughs) The End. And it's a song about resurrection and the reality of death. So anyway, we love you. And we will see you for our last episode. We love you. Yeah.
2: Say my time is short A hundred years at best With my vapored words I'll sing a song for death the flames know the one